Welcome to Digital Vision, episode number two. I'm Ian Harris, and today I talk with Mark Dixon on the future of news. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining me today. Not at all. Now, I understand that you work in a newspaper and uh, you're involved in travel for newspapers. Quite uh, exciting being part of News International and you're involved in travel for, for all these newspapers. Now, this is quite a challenging role, I would expect, in today's media landscape. It is a challenging role in the yes, it's a wide range of, of newspapers, the Times, the Sunday Times, the Sun, the News of the World, and the London paper, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but also in the current um, climate of, of diversification of media channels, it's, it's that much more challenging in that we can no longer consider our remit to be that of just newspapers per se. We have very strong brands within News International with very loyal readerships. Uh, however, those those brands and those readers are perhaps constantly redefining themselves as they become different platforms and are consumed in different ways. That we're we are a content provider essentially. If you take the Times for example, it's it's constantly had to innovate and stay at the, at the top of its game in terms of providing quality content to to its readership. Now with with the massive growth of Times Online, they're not readers as such. They're still Times content consumers. Mm-hmm. And this is a natural evolution that's taking place in terms of a readership demanding quality content uh, through different channels at different, at different times of the day uh, and in, in bite-sized chunks. Because uh, in this new world, people aren't consuming, you know, people don't buy their newspaper, uh, read it over their morning coffee, and that's the end of the news for the day. They, they want news constantly, they want updates, they want... Uh, they want to find out what's going on during the day, not just at the beginning of the day. Uh, how is News International dealing with a consumer that doesn't want news in one chunk, but actually wants to spread it out, wants different types of news, wants more accessible news? How are you handling uh, a much more, much more demanding consumer? Absolutely. Um, traditionally, the research shows that, that our, our flagship titles, uh, such as The Times and The Sun, are consumed in the morning we saw a a real need for uh, an afternoon free sheet. It's very well documented how successful the morning free sheets were. It was it was a huge gap in the market for a free sheet catering for those people on their way home. Um, at the same time, uh, people are consuming media at work through the internet. Uh, the growth of Times Online has, has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and proves that that need has been catered for. Or one step further than that is people are, are demanding news that is relevant to them specifically. With Times Mobile launching in September, people will be able to tailor their content needs. Right. And have daily or weekly updates sent to them. They will be able to demand content that specifically relates to their, to their needs. Right, desired. so this is, this is going from a, uh, originally a, a morning block of news to 
smaller, more regular updates wherever you are, whenever you are, uh, wanting that particular types of content. That's quite exciting. That must be a big change of mind from, you know, having big deadlines lasting at night to go to the printers to being a constantly changing uh, feed of content to these consumers. Is that, a, is that a big change for News International to cope with this sort of changing media world? I think News International has, has always had to uh, undergo change. Um, we can't lose sight of the fact uh, that we are a newspaper provider at the end of the day and, and we've just invested um, £10 million on a new print plant in North London which, which opens next year in 2008 uh, which will be the most advanced colour print works in, in Europe and mean that we can print full colour on every page of, of every product that we that we produce. So, right, so the, the, the printed newspaper is still a fundamentally absolutely. important part of... Absolutely, it's still absolutely central to the um, to the News International um, model. However, it makes the life and job of people like me that much more difficult as we diversify into these areas. Whereas originally there were teams such as the Times Online team, a few people that may be tasked with the, the, this new mobile initiative mm-hmm. um, going forward we ourselves and other media owners I, I don't think we'll be able to be, be structured like that I think the advertising sales operation will have to be versed in all these different areas because the the plethora of media opportunities open to these clients is such that we will have to be able to offer them fully integrated solutions cleverly and synergistically working with all the different elements within our portfolio mm. Um, to demonstrate that that we can still offer them um, a, a solution to their advertising needs above and beyond, yeah, just the the printed word. So how has the you know the advertising market uh, has been reputed to be on the decline because uh, people aren't paying as much for print advertising. Online's obviously taken off. Uh, people aren't paying as much for online advertising as as print. Uh, is is it is it really as uh, as bad as all the uh, naysayers have, have been going on about like it's the death of the newspaper and when the you know, advertising revenues are falling is it really that bad or is that is there, is there more opportunities for advertising absolutely now? not absolutely not it's, it feels it seems to me like a complete cop-out i think the opportunities are fantastic i think this is the golden age of media wow. um in that you know if we get this right the as i say that the clever bit and the, the real challenge for us is to show that we can combine all these elements of our portfolio, be it um, print in display advertising, classified advertising, data opportunities, events that people could tie in with, um, and combine these elements into bespoke tailored solutions that work performing beyond the sum of their parts to meet, to meet our clients' needs. And the, the solutions-based approach is something that, that personally i really want to foster and drive forward um for us to actively get out into the market and find out from clients exactly what they're trying to achieve from their marketing and advertising budget we're in a very enviable position of being in such a such a big company um in that we can offer such a wide range of solutions crossing over all these different platforms that we can be that much more creative and that much more bold in terms of what we're able to offer clients and perhaps pick up um, budgets on a, on a soulless basis 
no other national newspaper or traditional newspaper publisher can can get a look in. Well, it sounds like you're quite upbeat about the opportunities that you've got through uh, what's ex- what's essentially an expanding media uh, portfolio of, of opportunities. Um, so, can you give us some more examples of where News International is, is taking this? Like, what what else are you doing with Times Mobile? Sounds quite exciting. Is is there anything yeah. specifically you can tell us about that? Yeah, that's a, a good example. Um, we're currently talking to a ski holiday operator that traditionally has um, run fairly standard, um, smallish weekly classified activity with us. Um, but having talked to them about what they're actually trying to achieve through their, their their advertising budget, we are proposing that they uh, get on board with with Times Mobile, and mm-hmm. for the duration of the forthcoming ski season, they work with us to send individuals that that we know from our database are actively interested in winter sports a piste report. So that will contain um, the skiing conditions for leading European des- ski destinations. So this will be, you know, a, a piece report brought to you by Times Mobile in conjunction with Client X, um, and maybe offering a, a, a tip for that week as well, you know, mm-hmm. a ski tip, or have you heard about this destination, that type of thing. That's fantastic. So you're actually changing from one newspaper for everybody to essentially customizing the content f- on, on an almost individual basis. Is that the sort of direction that uh, this, is, this is going? We have to put our, our audience first, absolutely, and, and there's no point coming up with an advertising solution that isn't going to be relevant to our audience um, and giving them content that, that, that they're not going to want. But if people are interested in, in winter sports, and ideally, we know they're interested in skiing, then to receive a weekly piece report, um, we, we think would be relevant to them and of value. So the Times is uh, pretty much a, a, like a national institution in Britain. Uh, I don't know how long it's been going for, it must be a couple of hundred years. And all of a sudden this internet thing pops up. This must have been quite a challenge for a newspaper that's had such traditions. It's been working on excellence in journalism for so long, and yet there's this new way of consuming media. Mm. Tell us about uh, you know the, like the Times Online and and how that kind of started and yeah. what that what that means for the Times now. Yeah, I think I think a lot of companies <laughs> jumped on board the, the the bandwagon when when the internet started to take off and threw money behind getting something set up. Um, we have had a website for a long time. It's actually, in the last few months, just undergone a complete overhaul. So it's looking fantastic at the moment. Mm-hmm. It has been a phenomenal growth, and it, it's hard to keep a pace of. Well, the Times Online has um, just under 10 million unique users. There's 3.2 million in the UK, uh, 3.1 million in the US, and 3.4 million in the rest of the world. Now, just let me just... Stop there for a minute. That's quite amazing because a newspaper that is that's that's something very British uh, has all of a sudden gone from just being something you physically sell in one country to being almost more popular outside of Britain. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, interestingly, the usership of Times Online really exploded during the last presidential election. Um, a lot of people in the states were looking to Times Online for th- 
a take on how the Brits perceived the election panning out and uh, like to see us and BBC actually bbc.co.uk also picked up a lot of US based well that's quite amazing audience at the time yeah but this whole thing of expanding into be, uh, beyond the UK is, is central to, to plans at News International the Times also recently launched their Middle Eastern edition which prints in Dubai on the same day as of publication very often when you're abroad in the far-flung destinations you can get the paper but it's normally a couple of days yeah, old that's right yeah. it's a bit old isn't it yeah so so the dubai edition prints on the same day and we have a sales team in dubai selling localized advertising fantastic so for all the, the expats for example that are in that general region um not only is the content relevant because they're interested in finding out what's happening at home but the advertising itself is relevant to them locally exactly exactly in in the same way we have a new york edition which uses our uh cousins presses the new york post so instead of the internet being a threat uh, it, sa- it sounds like the times and the other news international papers have uh, expanded into that area and then from that found other opportunities from uh, just publishing in one country but actually expanding uh, you know the reputation of the Times and the other newspapers into other areas that you would not normally think of. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, of the 3.4 million Times Online users that I dismissed as the rest of the world, um, a, a large chunk of that, I haven't got the exact figure to date, but the la- a large chunk of those users are from India. And if you look at the growth of Times Online visitors in India and marry that up with broadband connections in India looking 10 years hence it would suggest that the Times Media's biggest audience is going to be in India that's so incredible we, we, we absolutely have to think internationally mm. not only think about the growth and proliferation of new media but the growth and proliferation of our audience around the world mm. Mark I think that's, that's very exciting you've talked to us about some quite amazing things that are happening uh, but you actually work in travel. Uh, what's it like working in the travel section of the newspapers? Uh, do you get to go on international jaunts all the time? Are you checking out different hotels? Uh, Sadly not. Sadly <laughs> not. We leave, we leave that to, uh, to the editorial team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I felt very sorry for our son travel editor, Lisa, the other day because she said she was given such short notice by Richard Branson um, before he invited her to uh, NECA. Island. Um, <laughs> really? So yeah, poor her. But no, we we just have to cope with um, ever more demanding clients, and and why shouldn't they be? You know, they've got all this op- these opportunities open to them. They've got new ways that can bring down their cost per response. Um, the internet works for them. Let's let's make no disguise about that. Search engines work for them. You know, we're not trying to hide that fact. Print is having to work ever ever harder for your traditional response-based travel advertisers, which is why I, I think we have to, as I say, gear ourselves to, to more of a solutions-based approach and make sure that our clients are fully aware of, of the range of opportunities open to them and find a way that we can work that much more closely with them and, and bring the, the Times media audience or the News International audience to their doorstep. So finally now, just to look at uh, 
for Mark Dixon, what what do you see as the future? You're you're in the middle of the the media industry. Um, you must see lots of changes going on all the time. Lots of people predicting different things. Do you have any thoughts on on what we will be doing in five or ten years' time? Will we be still consuming our newspapers in the same way, or will it be completely different? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think the next five or ten years will be uh, will be a key sort of filtering process in terms of things that that will turn out to have been just fads and things that will actually stand the test of time. Newspapers have stood the test of time. It's not like they're going to go away in, in 10 years, nor is the internet. Uh, it's not just clients that become ever more demanding, it's our audience. So we'll be dictated to by by our consumer, by, by consumers of media. And it's a natural evolution that will take place and, and we will have to pay close attention to what our what our audience want and how they consume media. Traditional media owners you'll, you'll see working in very non-traditional ways, partnering clients, almost acting, acting as an extension of their advertising agency perhaps, offering, offering new ways to work together and partnering them in completely different ways, be it across events, across uh, provision of data, online, print, and beyond. So you really see uh, an exciting new world coming up over the next next few years. Absolutely. We are entering the golden age of media with a plethora of opportunity ahead. Mark Dixon, thanks very much for talking to me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.